Hello and welcome to What's the Worst That Can Happen, the Eurovision podcast that aims to delve into the competition and shine a light on the quirky side of the contest. Today I'm joined by co-host Alex Ward. Hello there. And our guest today is Eurovision Hub reactor and Irish Eurofan Lou. Hello, thank you so much for having me on. Thanks very much for coming on. It's great to have you. I'm really excited to be on and I'm really excited about your podcast and what you guys are doing. You've already had a couple of my friends on and I really like how you're revisiting previous years, especially this year. Uh, we're in for an exciting year. I think Lou has a lot to say. <laughs> so with that, let's take it away. 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 Serbia were the hosts of this year's competition after winning with their song Molitva in Helsinki. Belgrade was the host city. A record 43 countries participated, including San Marino and Azerbaijan, who made their respective debuts. Austria withdrew and did not return until 2011. For the first time in the history of Eurovision Song Contest, two semi-finals were held to decide which 25 countries would be represented in the final. Shall we start off with some of our favourites? Uh, I know, Louise, you're excited about this year, so would you like to kick us off with some of your favourites? Yes, well, I should just preface this by saying that I think it's fair to say in general, 2008 is a bit nuts. Um, I'm a bit nuts, so it's fine. So some of my favourites that I'm going to come out with, um, <laughs> they may not be the, the status quo, um, but I have a lot of nostalgia attached to this year and I find it very entertaining. So I think I'd like to kick off with a song that's in my top three Eurovision songs of all time. And okay. it is from Bosnia and Herzegovina. The song is called Pakusai, and it, the artist is Laka and his sister. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's just bonkers. Like that song makes no sense. Like it, the staging makes no sense, but like sometimes things just don't need to make sense. You know what I mean? Like life doesn't always make sense. So <laughs> I just, I love Pakistan. Like I, Eurovision's always been on in my house, right? But like 2007, 2008, I was a bit older and it was the first kind of years I sat down myself and like flicked on semi-finals and stuff and I feel like for me 2008 is a year I really got sucked further into the contest and I will always remember being like whatever age 12 13 and sitting down and seeing like this mental guy jumping out of a washing basket in a green suit while there's like a washing line on the stage and this woman with mad hair and a mad dress like running around throwing flowers at people while there's like women knitting like I could spend a podcast talking about that staging alone like it's just nuts and like years afterwards I still wasn't as much of a hardcore fan so in May I'd be thinking about Eurovision and I could never remember like what the song was called or who the artist was I knew it was one of the Balkan countries but I couldn't remember and I used to just be there googling like Eurovision song washing line wedding dress flowers <laughs> for like years until like one year I eventually was like I need to learn what this song is called and who sings it um it just I I just think it's hilarious. I, I don't know why. And like, thing is, sometimes we do things for fun for like no apparent reason. So you know how some people like get a thrill out of roller coasters or like jumping into the sea, like really early morning swims in the cold. Like for me, my like weird thrill is Pakusai. I just love it. <laughs> I just love it. Like, you know how like you have like those friends who are like, really funny and really entertaining even though they don't mean to be 
And like, if you're like having a bit of a bad day, like you call them or you invite them around and they just always cheer you up. Like that's what Pakuzai is to me. Right. I, it's even, it's even more nuts knowing that they're brother and sister. I thought it was about them being married. <laughs> that would make some more sense, wouldn't yeah. it? <laughs> but no, okay. It's even more nuts than I ex- expected. <laughs> Alex, what do you make of it? <laughs> well, um, it's mad. And yeah. Some songs are mad in a good sense, but this one, I, I don't get it. Um, fair enough. Fair enough. The bad vocals, and I don't, I don't speak their language, so I don't particularly know if they're singing well or not. But in, from my perspective of watching that, it's just weird. <laughs> it, it's definitely memorable. Yeah, and that in one sense, is how you should do Eurovision. Mm-hmm. I was surprised, actually, how many votes it got. But then again, it's just so strange as a performance. <laughs> I was just saying before we started, if there was any years to show someone what the Eurovision Song Contest is about, this year may not be the best one to do. <laughs> I feel like we've got Bosnia and Herzegovina in this list, but there's so much novelty yeah. in 2008 that it, mm-hmm. it, if you wanted to convert someone who's never seen it before or someone that is on the outside and looks at it and going, well, it's all just rubbish, isn't it? It's just a load of uh, novelty this won't exactly help you bring them round to Eurofan Euro point of view with um, with that and by making them watch this year. Yeah, mm. I do get that. I mean, I think I think you're right, Alex, in a sense that like 2008 is just bonkers in general. Like, there's just a lot of not serious entries. Um, but then, like to counter that, like firstly, like a lot of the songs this year drew me in more as a fan, but I think that might just be like my personality that I'm a bit like, I just like the crack, you know, but like (laughs) also like a worry of mine in like more recent years of Eurovision when, you know, there was kind of years, particularly 15, 16, 17, where a lot was being spoken about with juries and being told to look out for radio friendly songs. Like that kind of worried me because I didn't want the contest to just become like, a music awards show where like all the songs in the charts that were kind of boring and just mainstream were being like stood on the stage and performed like I think it's it's important to have that balance between like personality and craziness and wackiness but also quality and I I think now in the year 2020 we're coming closer and closer to striking that balance quite well like you know we still had entries this year like Uno and different things that were a bit off the charts but we've also had a lot of quality so I think it's just taken us some time to get there and it's probably fair to say that like the introduction of juries and the power given to juries has maybe influenced that a little bit oh yeah I I agree there yeah yeah it's very much about finding the balance really isn't it um it's not just uh a music competition it's a entertainment and cultural experience isn't it the, yeah the contest so finding that balance of a song with personality it, one way to put it anyway song with personality yeah and a radio-friendly song it's about finding that balance for sure I think, I think a good example of novelty that works and novelty that doesn't work on the performances would actually be good to look at the year before with Verka Zaduchka yeah you know they that song has personality and it has quality in an entertaining way. The UK sent Scooch, which I feel is the complete opposite of what Ukraine managed to achieve and what we didn't manage to achieve. They're two novelty acts, one that did really well and the other one did the opposite. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I low key like Scooch, but oh, I, I like. Well. 
I do prefer obviously Verka, but um, would it be fair to say that just it like could be that Verka song was a bit more catchy? That's yeah, it would be, and it was it was the performance was done really yeah and, yeah, and it makes you want to watch it again. Whereas Scooch didn't do the performance brilliantly. Um, yeah, with two thousand eight, you have so many novelty acts that it's uh, it's a bit difficult to compare them all. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I I would move on to talk about Spain. <gasps> That's one of my top five. Thank you. <laughs> I, generally <laughs> I generally don't understand how that got points. He invented counting, Alex. Educating Europe. I can understand that Bosnia would get it because it's that song is a bit fun, whereas the Spanish one is just bad. And yeah, the biggest surprise of the night obviously was Andorra giving their twelve points to Spain. (laughs) Casanova. That's one of my honourable mentions. Come back, Andorra. Oh, come back, Andorra. Yes. I kind of love. How can you not love? Sorry, Bradley. Spain though, Alex. Sorry, how can you not love Spain? El Chiqui Chiqui. Yes. Um. Yeah, it's it's such a lucky bop. Oh yeah. In its own way. So I'll let you finish. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just looking at my top five, and I'm like, I I always have this bias towards Spain anyway. So I don't, I don't, I'm not hundred percent sure why it's in my top five. I think just because I enjoy it so much. Like it's, do you know what it is with 2008 as well? It's it's not so much a year that I would like stream a lot on like Spotify or like on my phone, but it's a year that I'll go back and watch the performances because they're just very entertaining. And by oh, the yeah. cheeky cheeky is really one of them. Watch this one, don't you? It's definitely a watching year rather than a listening year. Yeah. And it makes me think as well, I've been intending to make a thread on Twitter about like the educational value of Eurovision and I might start with like counting because I actually work in education. So I must make a thread about like songs that teach us how to count and like Bailal Cheeky Cheeky is definitely the OG of that. And then like more recently we've had, you know, Uno and we'd Rockefeller Street 1273 um obviously Verka would be in on that too um so maybe by the time (laughs) this podcast is out I will have made that thread that nobody's asked for (laughs) but everybody needs (laughs) we'll see (laughs) Uh, but speaking of um kind of polarizing entries and joke entries I need to get my third of my five in there because um I come from a country that knows how to write a song Oh, Europe, where, where did it all go wrong? Dustin the Turkey, Irlande du Spoin. Do you guys? No, that is a good song. Do you guys want to go first? Because I'll clean up any mess if I have to. Um, Alex, do you want to go? <laughs> are, are we talking Dustin, or am I? Are we talking my top five? Sorry. Uh, Dustin, please. Well, I I like it because of the sort of joke message behind it. Ireland used to do so well. Where did it go wrong? I I kind of, I appreciate that because obviously <laughs> UK and Ireland have a similar track record there of the nineties. The UK kept finishing second. Ireland, you kept on winning, and <laughs> um, that was the peak of 
the two countries combined Eurovision power. But <laughs> I am hardly surprised that it didn't qualify. Yeah, yeah. But what also does surprise me is the fact it wasn't last in its Ouch! Ouch, <laughs> Alex! <laughs> wow! Ouch! <laughs> Uh, I, if you're sending an act to Europe that basically tells the rest of Europe saying how dare you not support us anymore <laughs> um, and you don't expect to come last I I, I have the shock for you but um, no it, it is a it's a fun niche and it will always go down in history as one of the maddest things to ever grace the stage of Eurovision I can't think of another time a puppet is sang at Eurovision. I th- I think um it definitely missed a lot of it went over the heads of a lot of European yeah. peers. Yeah. I think we got it in the UK and I think Ireland got it or most of us got it. Um but it definitely went over the heads of people in Europe just because it wasn't uh, yeah, it, it wasn't easy to understand. Um but I do think you could tell <laughs> I was watching it again and the booing at the start by the uh, the, the fans. Yeah, what's that? Yeah, like, I, what's that about? Yeah, I was reading the comments for it. Let me find them. Um, Maybe oh, some of the comments on that video are hilarious. My favourite one, let me see if I can find it, um, is... Here is... The 1916 Rising Leaders died for <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> That's one of my favourites. Another one I remember was like, because um, uh, we were descending into recession that year um, in 2008, and one of the comments on the YouTube video is something like, um, Ireland descending into recession, Irish government, send in the turkey. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, The thing is, like, the lyrics to that song are actually excellent like they're really if you sit and read the lyrics it's so satirical it goes over a lot of people's heads like I think I think if there's people out there who take the lyrics of that song seriously they need to sit down and read them again because we're completely making fun of ourselves in that Mm -hmm. song and as well I think it's important to note that like Justin the Turkey when I was growing up was like quite a big figure in Ireland. Like he was the really the biggest character on children's television here. Um, he used to appear on like our biggest shows. He even would like wade in on like social issues and political issues. Um, I think he's semi gone into retirement in um, recent years, although he did. Um, he was on the he- headlining festival I went to recently, but I missed him, which was devastating. Um, but I mean also we had a national final that year and if you haven't seen it like you should go and watch it because the absolute chaos like everybody going nuts in the audience because a turkey puppet was selected they had Maria from Serbia like the year's previous winner there and she called Dustin a duck and then (laughs) (laughs) Dustin got really offended and was like ah Maria I'm a turkey and um Dana our winner from 1970 was just aghast that a, a turkey puppet had won but um i have actually a justin turkey puppet sitting beside me here um <laughs> it's probably lucky this isn't like a a video because <laughs> he's a little bit freaky looking he needs um he needs a clean up but he's got an irish jersey on him so um that's one of my favorite entries like it's just it's just funny yeah, it definitely is um, just funny, isn't it? It's if you like you say, if you read the lyrics, it's complete satire gold. Yeah, um, that didn't really click with a lot of the audience. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I'll go into my top five. Yeah, we've got we've mentioned Bosnia. Uh, I've got Bosnia in there. That was a song that I had to listen to a few times before I enjoyed it yeah um and it's really just enjoying it for the wild factor of it is just crazy do you think Um, it's a grower because it came ninth in its semi but then it came 10th in the final which is interesting mm -hmm. i think it is maybe a bit of a grower 
Yeah. Um, I've got Ireland in there as well. Yes, Bradley. You can't, not have, you can't not have Ireland in there. Taste. Yeah. And my top three, I have Armenia in there. Mm-hmm. You want to be with me. You think you dream of me. I'm killing I think the song's great. Um, well, for 2008, mm-hmm. it's pretty good. Uh, I also have Ukraine and Iceland. Iceland, yeah. Yeah, yeah. A song that I had forgotten about before Alex reminded me of it. That's still a classic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now, my, my top five, my first place is Iceland, actually. This is my life. really enjoyed that um it, that is everything that euro pop is it just reminds me of the sort of things i would have on my phone as a teenager walking home from school cascada all the <laughs> likes of that that is exactly the sort of song that reminds me of the whole 2000s cheese um the one notable thing i wrote about Iceland, actually, though, is nothing to do with the song. It's actually during the performance, as one of the uh, boom cameras swings round, you can just see the shadow of the camera on the two performers' face. So, you know, that's that for me highlighted the quality of 2008. The amount of times you saw the shadow of the camera or the cameraman's reflection in something on the stage was just mwah, brilliant. Their production value was just off the chart. How did you notice that? It's just the sort of random <laughs> stuff I pick up on. I, yeah. I think I've done it a couple of times now on, <laughs> yeah. on, on, when watching the old years. And I, I don't know why. It just is. But I, I, did, I really enjoyed Iceland. After watching that, I went straight onto uh, Spotify and saved it in my favourites. And... Um, my favourite playlist. Uh, the others I've got France. So try to find the milk so to drink it every day. Just that is a classic. That song is just him riding onto the stage in a golf cart. Genius. Him sucking out helium from a inflatable globe. Genius. Don't get the women wearing the false beards though. Just that that screams to me creepy. See, I have France as an honourable mention. Um. Like you say, it's just him driving on in the golf cart sent me every time. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it's just mad. I think a lot of both the UK and France in the mid-2000s, we gave up. And that is a big cry for help from them, I think. <laughs> um, next up, I've written Greece. I've made... Oh, yeah. Greece exactly the same notes for Greece as I have done for Iceland. That is proper 2000s Europop. Um, it's a classic. 
It is, and oh, it. Looking at the results, they did really well with that song. They yeah, because I, you so I sat through the voting as well, and there was a point we're thinking. Obviously, we know Russia win, so there's no point in my mind thinking, oh, Greece could win this. No, we know the history of who's going to win and what's going to happen. But I was surprised how much they were leading mm. through the voting. Um, yeah. I think they. Looking at the results from it for that year, Russia weren't the ones to get the most 12 points of that year, which which surprised me. Armenia were, but Greece got six uh, 12 points, and they got 12 points from the UK. So I can tell you the UK have taste there, <laughs> no doubt, giving 12 points to Greece. Yeah. That's a proper, like, when I think of Greece in the 2000s, like, obviously, I would instantly think, of course, of 2005, my number one, but Secret Combination would be another one in that bracket of what Greece just did really, really well during that Eurovision era. And unfortunately, I think in recent years, they've lost their way a little bit since then. But um, I think it's worth pointing out as well, when you look at the top four results of 2008, um. Like you've obviously Russia winning Shady Lady second, which is another one of my top five. Um, Secret Combination Greece third and Calais Calais Armenia fourth. And really Ukraine, Greece and Armenia are all excellent in their own right, but you can very much put them in a similar group in what they bring. And I would argue like Dima Balan didn't win his semi. He came third after... um, Calais Calais and Secret Combination and I think if there hadn't been three such good quality similar songs like Diva Pop Bops I think if there hadn't been three of them one of them would would have won like I think for example if Calais Calais hadn't been in that maybe Shady Lady would have won and maybe Secret Combination then second or third or or the other way around um I think maybe they're they're kind kind of appeal might have split votes yeah i agree with you there uh, they're, they're very similar aren't they yeah um, looking at who gave russia the 12 points none of them are western european countries mm. which is for me is very interesting um armenia they got quite a good spread of geographical 12 points and so did greece yeah, you know, Greece got twelve points from the UK and Germany, which, once again, you know that just shows taste. Mm-hmm. But, um, <laughs> it's you know, a again, Going back to my top five, the two that finish it off, I've got Latvia. Yes, I love Latvia. Which, um, once again, it, I've, I've written notes for all of them apart from Albania because I just didn't like Albania. But Latvia was just mad again. Yeah. It, it, I love it because it's bad. <laughs> There's going to be a theme for 2008. <laughs> yeah. Now, it, I... I just can't see how they're taking it seriously. I don't mm. think the performance of some of these quirky songs are better than ones that took it seriously. Mm. Yeah, they did so much better. I really like the UK entry, Andy Abrams with Even If. 
I thought the staging was really good. I thought the performance started really well and it then just got worse as it went on where he started running around and getting a bit shouty. Mm. And these novelty acts, you know, beat a lot of them that just were there to take it quite seriously for once. Uh, And yeah, Andy Abrams is my fifth place for the top five. Poor Andy. Yeah. I kind of think, though, like, I really liked, I watched him back, was it Shane Ward's year? One of the early years of X Factor, when I used to, like, watch and enjoy the X Factor when it was on. Um, And I really liked Andy Abram on it, but, and I really like him. I just thought the song, it was kind of, it, it, it was just too cheesy, but it was like they were doing a joke entry seriously does that make sense it just yeah yeah Yeah. it was just unfortunate the the word i would use for that whole performance and entry is unfortunate because i like andy (laughs) so much yeah what i wrote about it was um the staging was great that i Mm. liked the bright colors and the way they sort of set up the band but as i said he started off well the backing vocals didn't help the song at all hmm they, I've written, they were a bit dodgy. And maybe it would have done better if it wasn't second in the running order. But once again, you know, we can't moan about that. It is what it is. Someone's yeah. got to go second. It just happens that it was him. The slot of death. Yes. Yeah. I've actually got a longer list of the ones that I thought were bad than the ones that I thought were good for that year. <laughs> Which, um, I think is quite interesting. I want to talk about Germany. Oh, here we go. Simply because out of all the novelty acts and everything that's there, I genuinely think that was the worst song. Because mm. it, wasn't a, it wasn't a novelty act. It was something being taken seriously. But it was just bad. You know, what the outfits they were wearing... Um, uh, my note here is it feels like an old RuPaul song. <laughs> Something that would be on a B-side of a Greatest Hits compilation just so that they'd put out to make some more money. I don't think it was very good at all. Mm. Hard to believe they won two years later with Satellite, yeah. such a quality song. Yeah. But I suppose every action has a reaction. Maybe they learned from 2008. Yeah. And the UK didn't, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I feel for you guys. I well, feel that... like it's never fully recovered since 2003. It's just been a bit topsy-turvy since for the UK. Well, that, yeah, I the think... thing is, this is 2008, the year later we came fifth. Yeah. So, but that that's it. Other than, yeah. other than 2009, everything else has been meh. Yeah. yeah. Blue Blue tried and it was a good effort, but it didn't really take off. Lucy Jones tried and once again it was a good effort, but it didn't really set that year on fire with the quality that we sent. The rest of them have been alright, really. Mm. You can either criticize the staging or the vocals. I don't think apart from potentially one year in the 2010s. Oh, well, okay, we'll ignore Josh Jabobi, but f- from then onwards, there's only one that I would criticise that got both wrong, the staging and the singing. But, you know, we have at least tried, and we... Yeah, th- there's just so much about 2008 I want to write about. It's just <laughs> simply mad. Yeah. I can't see how Russia won, is is the one thing that I've written here. I actually gathered a few thoughts on that. Um, Firstly, kind of what I said earlier, like the fact, I do think Ukraine, Armenia and Greece 
had votes split. Also, arguably Norway, because Norway came fifth and was kind of similar, um, a, a strong female performer. But while Russia, in many ways, was very extra with the figure sk- skater, like that's a that's a lot to bring. Apparently, I think he was a Olymp- an Olympian figure yeah, skater. He was, yeah. Um, at the same time, that was like a lot, but it was also very simple. Like the first minute of that performance is just Dima delivering at the front of the stage, cameras on him, on his charisma, and then he moves, but it's to a small ice rink, and it focuses on him the skater and the violinist and while it's a lot that they brought an ice rink and a figure skater when you compare it to all of the other noise that was going on in 2008 maybe just the crisp white outfits and the white ice rink and the kind of simple staging just was like a palate cleanser nearly for a lot of Europe and it's kind of like I don't really rate the song but it's still a catchy enough chorus too that it it's memorable. That would be my kind of take on it. Also, Dima being quite a star in Eastern Europe helps. Mm. There is the one thing, though, I do think his entry in 2006 was better. I agree with that, Bradley. Oh, thank you. <laughs> is, there, is there any on your top five, Bradley, to round up favourites before I can really let loose with the ones I hate? <laughs> um, my... I've got an honourable mention for the UK. Um, it's a song that I could enjoy at, at karaoke level. Yeah. Um, and that's about it. <laughs> I'll hold you to that, Bradley. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Karyo- uh, Bradley, our karaoke list is getting much longer. <laughs> every, with every week, really? we get challenged by someone else to do another karaoke song. <laughs> we really do. It's it's quite impressive. Speaking of karaoke, I actually have two more of my top five um, that oh, haven't been fully mentioned. Um, so if I could be any Eurovision performer or performance in general, I would be Shady Lady. Like, if I could wake up in the morning and be anyone, it would be Annie Lorak in that stunning dress, doing that unreal choreography, climbing on top of the box, like random people appearing from boxes beside me. I just think that song is class. Like, I'm so happy that did the best of the three kind of main diva bops, as I've mentioned. Um, But also in that same vein, and this could be an unpopular opinion because technically... If she were in a current Eurovision, she wouldn't have qualified to the final. But I love Hero by Charlotte Pirelli. Um, mm. I know she only got into the final based on that jury vote. And if it was current circumstances, North Macedonia would have gone through instead of her. But I just think she's such a queen. I know the live wasn't amazing, but I just love the song. And I just think Charlotte Pirelli's great. Yeah, talking though to Ukraine, I re- I really like the staging for Ukraine with the lighted up box. Yeah, um, but with Sweden, I didn't get why she was in black and white. I didn't find that particularly good. Um, my one thought was it's a good thing that she had that treadmill because they got to use it again in twenty seventeen. <laughs> Recyclable. Yeah, yeah. Greta Thunberg's mammy had a word with SVT and was like, reuse! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I um, nearly had Sweden in my top five, uh, but the black and white kind of threw me off a little bit. Um, but the song itself, I, I do enjoy. I think it is quite a good song. Go karaoke song too, for sure. Oh, definitely. I'll hold you to that one, Louise. (laughs) The list is growing. (laughs) 
Um, Alex, do you have your list of undesirables? So, yeah, the ones that I've written that I didn't like, um, Azerbaijan. Oh, God, I yeah, I agree with you. Didn't like the staging at all. I didn't mm-hmm. like the song. I, nothing about it I liked. Um, Romania, it felt like they'd taken two songs and mashed them together. Uh, a, a bad 90s ballad with bad singing leading it. And um, Croatia, the only redeeming element of it was the grumpy old man scratching the <laughs> uh, gramophone record. That, yeah. There's, there's, as I said, there's more to dislike for me about this year than like Georgia with the Edward Scissorhands style outfits. Mm, it was just, it's a loss. It's a, it is a lot, isn't it? Yeah. If you, if you can't tell, Alex is still bitter that we didn't pick 2007. Yes, you're right. I am. <laughs> uh, I even, as, as Bradley said, I should have bought Twitter box to try and rig a poll, but I'm. <laughs> I know the day will come to talk about 2007. It will come eventually. Yeah. (laughs) So my final note on this year is it felt like a lot of the acts for this year were copying um, songs in the past that had done well. Interesting. You had had two or three rock songs copying Lordy, I felt. What was interesting when we had Daz Samson on to talk He's, he felt like if Lordy hadn't been wearing those masks, they would have been third. They wouldn't have won at all. And mm. you saw that in this one. You had a couple of rock songs that just didn't do very well. You had a couple of uh, ballads that were copying the winner for 2007. And yeah. you had everyone had looked at how well Verka had done and thought, let's do that. Yeah, it's... I think you're right there, Alex. It, 2007 had a huge influence on 2008 and previous years. Um, what did you guys make of Oro, um, Serbia, the host entry? Because I know a couple of my friends love that entry. I liked the song, but my note for it was they're just trying the same song again. Yeah, I get you. This might be an unpopular opinion, but I prefer Oro to Molitva. Ooh. Yeah. I like Molitva, but I don't know, Oro has more magic to me. Hmm. Also, what was the whole dance remix of Molitva? I was just about to bring that up. Oh, yeah. Weird, wasn't it? The opening of the show that... Because Acapella was was beautiful, and then they went and did that. Yeah, they did that. That. <laughs> Sorry, Alex. Go ahead. No, no. See, it was just—it was mad. Um, I've overused that word so often, but <laughs> it's like the host broadcasters and thought, right? Let's just try everything, shall we? We did a ballad last year. Let's turn that ballad into what the Greeks like to do. Um, yeah. And then you've then got these hosts that they were just special. Is how <laughs> watching watch. I was I was watching the the UK broadcast version with Terry Wogan, and the first thing he uh... said when, when they cut when they uh, just walk out onto the stage is watch out. She's got a voice that will cut right through you, like. I I also, when I rewatched, I rewatched most of 2008 yesterday and it had the Terry Wogan commentary. I have a lot to say about that. I know a lot of people do. Um, mm-hmm. that's, is that not kind of unfair before the poor woman has even opened her mouth like to say to the nation, you know, um, I don't know, that just didn't sit with me. But also, did you notice that he talks in the middle of some of the songs? Yes, mm-hmm. and I, I can't remember anyone else ever doing that. It really annoyed I me. I was having like a pamper night last night and I had like my face mask on, I was doing my nails, I was re-watching his name, Pocket Side came on, I was like, great, one of my favourites. And then at the moment when she throws the bouquet, he starts talking. <laughs> I was like, Terry, what are you <laughs> Terry. doing? How yeah. do you reach, Terry? <laughs> you have to admit, listening to him then, I, I remember that he'd got a bit 
over it basically towards yeah. the last couple of years of him doing Eurovision. But you could just tell that he was done with it. Yeah. Listening to the way he was talking about the voting. And most of the time, I have to admit, he got the country right. Who was going to... Oh, Albania. Oh, Greece. They are. You know, he did get which country was going to vote for who. Spot on, pretty much. But you could just tell that he was over it by then. Yeah. It was very sour, wasn't it? And I, I've spoken to about it before, but I feel like a lot of the attitude of the UK, not so much Euro fans, but the the general Eurovision audience that will only tune in once a year to the final, mm-hmm. still have the in the back of their mind this yeah. sort of Terry Wogan bitterness towards it. You know, we're over it. Europe don't like us. They only vote for their neighbours. They and I, I don't think that's quite a fair reflection on what the contest is, but that is what yeah. people have as a viewpoint towards it now. Definitely, I think Terry Wogan's commentary has been a negative overall for the UK's image or, or the UK's um, view of the contest. Yeah, I think he was good, and you know he he was iconic, and he was such a big voice in Eurovision for such a long time. But maybe, say ninety eight when he hosted it, should have been his last year. Mm. Um, because when I I know we've had Gareth on before, and he'll be joining us again. He was the guest on our first ever episode. He always says that um, Eurovision. Once it lost having the orchestras and it got into the 2000s, it kind of lost its identity. And I feel like so Terry Wogan reflected that with the way he talked about it. It lost Mm. what it was about. Novelty X came up. Televoting changed the way the competition sort of was organised. You had such an introduction of so many new countries and all of those combined together reflected in the way that Terry Wogan talked about it. So yeah, I I think he should have left sooner. I will always love him for the way he did, you know, bring so many people in to talk about Eurovision, but yeah, it wasn't a joy to listen to most of what he said last night when I was watching 2008. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you, you make some good points. His rant at the end was, is quite uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, even though I, I do understand what he was saying, you know, kind of as you touched on, Alex, um, with the voting and everything, but I yeah, I, if I were a broadcaster, I don't know if that's how I'd go about it. I think if you're important enough in the BBC or RT or whatever broadcaster you're in to be commentating. Um, I don't know. Surely there must be an avenue you can go to and say, what's the story of this? Because, you know, BBC is one of the big five in Eurovision. So I always think the big five have must have some kind of pull with EBU, you know. Um, I know SVT definitely has some influence with the EBU as well, but... Um, I, I kind of, with the, the 2000s era, I'm glad it was there because it's brought us to where we are now. Um, yeah. Because Eurovision started as like a, with the orchestra and it's very chanson and um, it was, the rules were really strict in the beginning and um, it's kind of, it's had an evolution into, and it's not exactly a pop contest. It's like an a ethnic pop contest, if that makes sense. Um mm-hmm. With other genres still relatively welcome, um, so I'm glad it is where it is. Like sometimes you need to go through the the dirt to get to the get to the other side oh, of the absolutely. hill. Oh yeah, and I I'm, I honestly feel that now Eurovision has found its soul and purpose yeah. again. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think it took to a lot of people say this, but 2012 to finally find its way in the modern world 
Yeah, there's no doubt like Euphoria winning had a big mm-hmm. a big impact. Right. Well, I think we've gone through our favorites. Do we have our worst thing that could happen? Oh. Mm, you guys go first. <laughs> All right. Okay. For me, it was Russia winning. Ooh. Alex. Now I I've put the um the telephone voting being so political as like Terry Wogan used to say that it actually forced him to quit through cynicism. Um and I feel like that it it but it took that for the system to change again. So yes it was bad. It you know, the Balkans kept it within themselves, Eastern Europe voted for Russia. You know, we only got eight points from Ireland because that's how our trade record goes. Um so yeah, my my first moment is the the voting. Oh. I would have to say the worst is pro- probably probably that commentary I was listening to last night. Um, and the thing is, like, I wouldn't have had that view before because obviously I would have watched that on an RTE broadcast. Um, mm. and we would have had Marty Whelan, and Marty's like fairly, fairly neutral with his commentary. Um, so yeah, that for me was, and it, it I suppose, as Alex had said, it touched on the political aspect of the voting, which. I wasn't a huge fan of either. There was one of the, I can't remember what country it was, but one of the spokespeople, I think, was giving 10 points to a particular country and 12 points to another country who maybe don't have the best relationship. And there was a lot of giggling going on. There was a lot of kind of, it was just a bit uncomfortable, you know. Um, It felt maybe more political than it needed to be. So kind of, yeah, similar to what Alex said. Now, that brings us very nicely on to the game that I have written. Um, now, Louise, if you watched the Terry Wogan version yesterday, you may have a bit of an advantage on this one. Mm-hmm. Um, because what we're going to do is I'm going to say quotes from Terry Wogan's commentary from 2008. And what you both need to do is guess the country he's talking about. Oh, Okay. Um, okay. Now, this is the first time Bradley's taken part in a game because it's normally Bradley that organises the game and I lose to whoever's the guest. <laughs> um, so this will be quite interesting seeing how Bradley does. Did you see the 2008 version, Bradley, or were you just... I did not. I watched a bit and then stopped because terrible. Okay. Win. So, Louise, you may have a definite advantage here. Some of them are so obvious that you'll get it. Um but yeah, I've tried to cut it out so that you don't actually have any. Uh, I don't say which country it is, basically. My short term uh, memory is about to be exposed. Oh, God. <laughs> so, who would like to go first? Do you want to go first, Louise? Sure. Okay, so I'm going to start this one off nice and easy. Which song did he describe as? So cool, he's positively froid. If it follows his rehearsal, he'll be coming out in a golf cart. Oh, France. See, nice and easy. We'll start off there. So it's currently one nil to lose. Wish I started. Nice and easy one for you as well. Dynamic. That'll get a few votes from Denmark. Trust me. Sweden. Oh, no. Iceland. Oh, no. So, no, that you were so close. Um, Second one for you, Louise. This is different. I bet even Franco's Secret Service couldn't even help this one. (laughs) Is that Spain? It is, you're right, that is Spain. (laughs) I missed that comment. (laughs) (laughs) Out of all of them, that was the one that genuinely made me laugh out loud. Um. Bradley, one for you. Something to look forward to next. A bit of action. It's an early chance for you to do your Johnny Depp impersonation. Oh, I think I know Um, this one. Latvia. That is correct. See, some of them are so obvious, but some of them 
They're going to get a bit more difficult now. Louise, who said, who is this one? Keep an ear out for the Mongolian nose flute, and of course, the three gyrating idiots behind him. Oh, oh, I remember him saying something about Mongolia. Yeah, and the three. What was the three gyrating? Uh, the three gyrating idiots. Was that Calais Calais? He said something uh, about yeah. gyrating with Calais Calais. It is. It's Armenia. Ah. Yeah. Uh, Interesting. That, that was quite a special one there. Uh, Bradley, one for you again. This is a rather special one. You're going to like this. Four knitting brides of Frankenstein and a loony with a clothesline. <laughs> it's in Bosnia. It is, yes. <laughs> <laughs> one of my top three songs. Oh, my God. Can you believe it? <laughs> <laughs> that one was, uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I quite like that description of that. Um, <laughs> Louise, one more for you. All the men ride forth. This is of heroic proportion. Plenty of men standing around, showing off their pectorals. Oh. Um, I feel like that's either Shady Lady, Ukraine, or Secret Combination, Greece, but I, I'm not sure. Which ones do they have their shirts off? Um... Let's just take a punt for Ukraine. I'm going to pass it over to Bradley as that's wrong. Oh, they were wearing shirts. <laughs> what did you say, Bradley? Is it Greece? It's actually Finland. Oh. And one more for you, Bradley. This is a real rocker. You'll like it. Watch out for the bizarre figurines and symbols in the background. Oh, um... Turkey. Correct. So, oh. it is currently three all. Would you like the tie break? So, I would just want you to shout in if you think you know it. I'm not going to give what you want each. I just want you to shout in if you know it. Go for it. You'll see mo moving robes of multicolour hue. Four country lovelies, tightly corseted for your delight. Croatia. It isn't Croatia, no. Oh. I have no idea. Can you repeat it? You'll see moving robes of multicolour hue. Four country lovelies, tightly corseted for your delight. I, I honestly don't know. Now that's Germany. Uh, oh, of course. So, I have another one. It's okay. Uh, let's go down to... It's low-key, to be honest. Slightly depressing, but there's a quick change in the middle that will excite you. Russia. No. <sighs> There's a quick change in the middle. Um, it's low key. Hmm. Was he being sarcastic there? Mm. There is there there is a costume change in the middle. That Greece has a costume change. Is it Greece? Who else it's has a costume Georgia. change? It's Georgia. Ah. Um, with the Edward Scissorhands, as I said earlier. Uh, I have got only one more, so you need to get this one. Otherwise <laughs> Come on, Bradley, uh, one of us has to get this. <laughs> if you believe in political voting instead of voting for the best song, then this has got a real chance. Russia. Yeah, that's Russia. It is Russia. Yes. Yes. Now, some of, the, some of his comments that night were quite witty. As you can hear from what I've said, some of them were a bit scathing. And I don't think in a fun way. And with that, shall we bring it to an end? I think so. Okay. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. If you've enjoyed what you've heard, why not rate and review the podcast and follow us on social media at WTVerst. Where can we find you on social media, Alex and Lou? I'm Mr. Alex Ward on all socials. 
Um, you can find me on Twitter at Louise underscore ESE. Perfect. And I'm at Bradley G. Booth on all forms of social media. Thanks so much for listening. Hi, my name is Dale Freire, and I just wanted to say thank, thank you for listening. Thank you.